Okay, so I know it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time, but it's summer. And I'll bet I'm not the only person who has skipped out on some of her responsibilities in order to enjoy the outside. Unfortunately, I live in Anchorage, and the outside all through June and July was a torrent of rain. We've had about a couple weeks of sunshine, and the rain's returning beginning of next week. So, huh. Welcome to Anchorage Summers. Now, I, I honestly, I would be a lot m more upset about this were it not for the fact that my eyes had gone a little wonky on me. And being out in the sunshine gave me splitting headaches, made my eyes burn, made it feel like there were logs in my right eye that I couldn't dislodge. It was horrible. I went outside wearing two pair of sunglasses, and a hat with a floppy brim, and I still came in just blinded. If I, if I tried to look at things when the sun was on it, I can't even begin to describe to you how glaring it was, how I couldn't see it, which really was annoying because, you know, I spent all that money building a garden, and now I couldn't even go sit in it because if it was sunshiny, it blinded me, and otherwise it was raining, so, you know it got to be a bit of a problem. And I tried a whole different variety of remedies until I finally found this one eye doctor who, instead of prescribing glasses and just sending me on my way, this optometrist said, no, no, wait a minute, we can do better than that. So right now, as I'm talking to you, I am wearing in my right eye a soft contact lens that was soaked in amniotic fluid. And if I understand this correctly, the idea is that the stem cells from the amniotic fluid will help my right eye to heal so that one, I don't, so that, well, mostly that I don't have dry eye, which I had to the worst extent possible. Um, and if we got rid of that, then, you know, I'd be able to see in the sun again, I guess, is the idea. And if it works on my right eye, they're going to take that out on Monday and put a different, you know, breed, soak another contact lens and amniotic fluid and stick it in my left eye. Um, it's weird. It's, it, I mean, it's working. Don't get me wrong. It's working. I am seeing out of my right eye. When there's sunshine or light out, I don't want to, you know, have to move, just close my eyes and, and put my head down because it hurts so bad in the glare. I can now look out at a sunshiny day and think, oh, look, light, and it doesn't hurt. What's weird, what's really weird is thinking that some lady gave birth and then she had amniotic fluid in her umbilical cord, which I'm now wearing in my right eye. That's just bizarre to think about. I mean, God bless medicine. It has gone so far beyond anything I could have ever imagined it would do. But still, the idea that I am wearing in my right eye amniotic fluid full of stem cells, which are healing me, but really, should I like write this, find out this lady's name and write her a thank you note? It's, it's a, I'm not sure how, what the protocol is. Are there any protocols? Is there a polite way to say thank you to someone who 
you know, gives your eye another couple of years of vision. Hopefully, maybe even more, and you know, until I no longer need to see because I'm dead. You can only hope, but honestly, I'm wearing amniotic fluid in my eye. Just, just let that thought sink in for a second. The other reason that I have not been uh, faithful to getting this podcast out is because I actually had company. I know. Go figure. I did not live alone all year. I had two weeks of a friend named Grace. She's been my friend since we were three years old. Um, she's just one of the most wonderful people on earth. She will. She's so kind and so giving and so... Huh. She's just pretty wonderful, I think. And, and I think anyone who has known her or worked or dealt with her would think the same thing. Let me add, because this always seems to answer the question of, really, she's that nice? Let me add, she was a school teacher in grade school for over 40-some hmm, years. She taught from when she got out of college until she was 67 years old, so you do the math. She, she's a teacher, and she's nice, and she's kind, and she helped me empty closets out. She helped me drive around and, and get things done that needed to be dropped off, and, and eventually I ended up with like a whole, the whole back of someone's car, which we filled with boxes that had originally started out as stuff in closets in my house. I am trying my best before I drop dead to empty most of the stuff in my closets out so that other people won't have to. Oh, excuse me, just one minute here. We need to let our dogs know to not bark while mommy's doing this. So hold on just a second. Tigger, I don't know how to stop this. I forget, how do you stop this thing? Uh, is it that one? So, showing the complete control I have over my dogs, I've had to close the door because I can't get the dog to stop barking. Now, there may be a reason for this. We are waiting for Sally to dump, bring a chicken uh, from Costco, which is their favorite treat. And, and yet, I'm going to have to hit that stop button again because, you know, nobody does this. Yep, that was the chicken being dropped off, which is why the dogs are so wildly enthusiastic about it. So if you'll excuse me once again, because, you know, a chopped up podcast is better than no podcast at all, I guess. But I need to go get the chicken off the porch where she just laid it in front of the front door. Again, why the dogs would not stop barking. So, that you know... I can go for weeks in this house with no phone calls, no one at the front door, no reason for the dogs to bark other than if there's a squirrel on the back deck. But it's like the goddess saw that I was going to start trying to do the podcast again, picked what is normally the quietest time of my week, and it's not. So let's see how many more phone calls can come in from how many more people that I really don't even know about. All right. Where was I? Do you care where I was? Do I care where I was? Yeah, no, not particularly. Oh, I was telling you that, you know, Grace is a great girl. She's 76. You can't call her a girl anymore. 
she is one of the world's great women. That's an even bigger compliment. Okay, let's put Grace aside for a minute and talk about what has really been bothering me uh, recently with our current mayor here in Anchorage and some of his more bizarre plans to take care of the homeless. Now, his record for doing this over the past couple years has, let's see, what's the word I want to use? Oh yeah, sucked. Suck, suck, sucky. His ability to handle homelessness in this town is beyond sucky. It's really much worse than sucky, but let's try and keep the language relatively clean on this podcast. So let's just call it the ultimate of sucky. He closed the Sullivan Arena, which is a place where where he had placed, that he had opened for the homeless in the winter because, you know, it's Alaska, you can die if you're outside, and we do have people who die outside in the winter. Come springtime, he shut the place down with no other plans than to move everyone by bus to a park where bears had to be killed because they were coming near the food that people were now bringing in, and people were dying because there was no place to get food, there was no place to get water, there was no sanitation, there was no reason to move people there except for the fact that he must be some level of asshole beyond which I cannot even imagine who is being given advice by people who apparently are even bigger assholes. And now that that plan didn't really pan out, nor did the plan to build a, a center uh, where, where the homeless could go for help that he was building in outer Jibit, where, where again, this, this center would have been built in a place where there was no, there were no services of, you know, you couldn't buy groceries if you were there. There was no, you would have to take a bus to get there. There was nothing once you got there but this center. So if the center wasn't working well, you were really in trouble. And it really did not a friggin' thing for the homeless. You're going to build a center for the homeless, build it where the homeless are, not where you have to bus them to it, or hope that they have enough money to get on a bus and get to it, if a bus even goes that plate to that place. Deep cleansing breaths. So let's talk about his latest idea. Giving people a plane ticket. Where to? Wherever the fuck they want to go, just give them a plane ticket. Back in, again, what I have often called my misspent but fun youth, back in the late 60s and early 70s, I was a nurse in a hospital in Brooklyn. Uh, We had something called Greyhound Therapy in the ER there. Greyhound therapy was when you gave someone a ticket on a bus to wherever the hell they wanted to go. It just got them out of town and out of your hair, and they were no longer your problem. I'm thinking that someone is advising Mayor Bronson that this is the way to handle the homeless. You just give them a ticket somewhere else. So if you're from a village and you want to go back, well, you give them a ticket back if a village says they can come back. 
what you're missing there is one, there was a reason that person left the village to begin with, and two, it usually doesn't take many days for that person to be in the village, for the village to realize why they wanted them out, and for the person to realize why they wanted out. And this can be anything from the fact that the people on the streets of Anchorage might have mental health problems that can't be handled in a small village, might have drinking drug problems that they can't get easily in a village. And so they want to leave the village almost as soon as they've gotten there. So basically what Bronson has given them is a fun ticket home for a couple of days and then they leave and they're back in Anchorage and they're our problem again because you aren't solving the problem when you give them a ticket somewhere. You are just either sending the, the problem to some other port city or you're just giving a two or three day reprieve after which they don't want to be in their village again and they come back to Anchorage for whatever reason. Now I know there are people from villages who end up in Anchorage because they come in for medical care and they never quite find their way home. And maybe those people could use a ticket back to their village and back to their families and where they can you know, maybe handle things better. There are already programs in place to provide those tickets. We don't need Bronson to do it. Bronson's tickets would probably be paying for people to go to Seattle, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Vegas, you name it, wherever they want to take and have a vacation. And that's wonderful because then we've sent them down there and they can just disappear from our roles and not be our problem. Oh, wait a minute. Until the city we sent them to hands them a ticket back up here, which is their home and where they want to be. This plan has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. This plan has no real plan to it. This plan is nothing more than trying to take a homeless person in Anchorage and sending them somewhere else. Now, granted, in wintertime, they may be better off if they go to Phoenix or Vegas because it's warm there and they're not going to freeze to death outside. Maybe. But you still haven't helped that person or handled the homeless issue. Because for every person you give a ticket to who's going to go somewhere else, there's going to be another person who shows up in Anchorage from one of our villages or one of our smaller towns and gets lost on the streets and doesn't go home. So you're really not handling the homeless problem. You are just, what, being... I can't even think of a good word that I can use on the air without embarrassing, you know, myself and my friends because the word would be so ugly and so nasty. But that is the word we should be applying to this plan by the Bronson administration to handle the homeless. Because you're not handling the problem. You're just shoving it off somewhere else. There are ways to help the homeless. There are cities that have had success with programs. We need to look at those programs and see which of them would be viable here. For instance, the housing first option. House people. 
give them a warm place so that if they're going to drink themselves to death or use drugs to kill themselves, at least they do it in a small room where they're not freezing to death outside in the middle of winter. And where maybe, just maybe, we can talk them into sobriety by offering them programs that will help. And maybe, just maybe, having a place to live and offering some dignity to the homeless will create a situation, an atmosphere in which they might want to get help and get better and get off the street and get into some kind of housing and maybe sober up and maybe get a job. Who the hell knows? But at least you're trying to help and you're not just putting them on a plane and sending your problem, if you want to call it that, someplace else. And that seems to be what the Bronson administration is currently offering the homeless. And once we have finished with that discussion, we can then go on to a discussion of our idiot Governor Dunleavy and Tuckerman Badcock. The name reeks of privilege, white privilege, white male privilege. Tuckerman was appointed to the Board of Regents of UAA soon after he left an administration that wanted to cut so deeply into the university's finances that we would have basically, come on, let's be real folks, not had a university anymore. We would have had maybe a college that could offer a couple courses, but but right now the Dunleavy administration is so busy cutting education that you find yourself wondering what the hell are they doing? Do they not understand how important education is? Do they not understand that if people can't get their degrees here, they will leave the state to get degrees and maybe, probably, never come back to the place that didn't support them when they wanted to get their degree in the first place. Alaska has seen a drain of population over the past few years, and if we keep cutting education, the kids that we're raising aren't coming back. They're leaving to get that education, and they're taking jobs in other cities and other states that were more supportive of them and their educational needs. So again, I'm so glad that Mr. Babcock decided to resign before he had to face the city, the whoever it is that has to, I can't even think of it, the, res, the, 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 the state, the House, or maybe the Senate, I don't know who the hell it is, would have to have confirmed him. Uh, I think he got the idea that maybe he wasn't going to get confirmed, so he thought he should just resign first, and I think that was a good idea. But I also think it's just one person. In that administration, there are so many people who seem to have an anger, or, or I don't know what the word is, against education, against educated people, who think that this state can continue to run on oil money that 
I don't know if you have oil money, you don't need an education, you don't need anyone who can teach your kids because they've all left. I mean, what the hell? Just what the hell? What do we have against the homeless and against education in this state? I don't quite understand it, but it's nasty. It's not nice. And we should be ashamed that we re-elected a governor who thinks that education not important. Cut that budget. Screw the university. Take so much money from them that they collapse. Is that what they're trying to do? Because that's the way it looks like they're trying to do it. And when it comes to the homeless, it looks like Bronson is just trying to put them all on a Greyhound bus and send them away the way we used to do in Brooklyn. We gave them a ticket on a bus. It's been upgraded. Bronson will give them a ticket on a plane. wonder if they can ask for first class so they can get free drinks the whole way. I don't know. I just know that I love this state and I'm not leaving it, but I am absolutely embarrassed by its politicians, except for, thank God, Lisa Murkowski. I think we all need to pray that she lives forever, because she is the only politician representing us who doesn't cause complete embarrassment. Do I agree with everything Lisa does and says and votes for? Absolutely not. But does she embarrass me? Absolutely not. It's a woman with integrity and values and morals. And we have not seen that in this state in most of our higher elected positions in a long, long time. And that should embarrass the crap out of us. And on that happy and fun note, assuming that I haven't got anything else that has me pissed off right now, maybe I shouldn't call this old and bored. Maybe I should call this old and really, really, really pissed off at all the upper echelon, if you will, of politicians in this state. Our governor embarrasses me and pisses me off. Tuckerman, Babcock, to an extent I can't even describe. And God help us, Mayor Bronson and all the people he has appointed to offices who have subsequently resigned because they were embarrassing themselves and us and were this side of going to jail for the things they were doing. Deep cleansing breaths. And now I need to go get stoned or I will lose my mind because this is just so bad and not the Alaska I wanted us to be. Think about it, folks. And the next time you vote, 
make sure you're thinking about it. Did I turn this off? No. Okay, maybe it's this button. 